today's episode, I am going to share a recent breakthrough that I had. It is just one week old. Well, I'm recording the day before this is going to be published. So it's six days old. Uh, I had it during my two-day retreat when I was in Phoenix last week. <clears throat> and I thought it was something that was important to share, not because I like sharing these breakthroughs that are really limiting beliefs that I have. Uh, sometimes those we'd rather keep personal <laughs> to ourselves. But I think there's teaching moments in this breakthrough. And also because after I shared it in the retreat, so many people came up to me afterwards and said that they were not only inspired by my share, but it led them to their own breakthrough. So I'll get real as I need to if it can help you get a breakthrough of some sort. So this is one of those episodes that I think uh, just by me sharing kind of something raw and personal, it can help you and maybe there is a block, maybe there is, and I know, <laughs> I mean, this this block to me was such a shocker. Uh, and I know that we all have them. I know that there's these blind spots, as I like to call them, uh, that we can't see. And this one, even after I shared it, it was still, I didn't realize the full extent of it. And so I'm calling this the recent discovery of a 64-year-old limiting belief because I truly think that this is something that was a belief that began when I was in my mother's stomach right after conception. So it's going to be a good one. So let's get to it now. Hi, I'm Lori Wright, also known as Not Your Average Grandma. I created this podcast as a place for women in their second half of life to go to to receive inspiration. If you are at a place where you believe your best days are behind you, it is my hope one of these episodes will spark you to think differently and lead you to a new belief that your second half may actually be your best half. I want you to stop seeing your age as a limitation and start seeing it as your superpower. You have years of experience and value that the younger you never had. So it's time to lean into that and use it to fuel your future. No more letting age or circumstances hold you back from the pursuit of a more fulfilling and fun life. The happier we are, the better the world will be. So instead of settling for what you don't want, how about going after what you do want? Listen in and let something you hear prompt you to take the first step in making the rest your best. Oh, so one of the things that I help women with in my program is, and in my free trainings, uh, is to understand that we have these beliefs that limit us and the beliefs that limit us have started way back in time. And we carry them, they're in our subconscious, we don't even realize we're thinking them. And we're on autopilot, behaving according to these beliefs. And they're across the board type of beliefs. 
uh, but some of the beliefs are identity based. So think of something like I am. So it might be I am not worthy or I am a loser or just the things that we can put in there are endless. Think think of the the worst things you say to yourself, but if they're I am statements, that's an identity that you're relating to that is not true. <laughs> but we think they are. There's incidents in our past that we've made something bigger of than they really were and critiqued it and then made ourselves feel really bad about these things. Could have been a comment from a parent. It could have been a comment from a teacher. It could have been behavior exhibited from students that were in our class laughing at us. And these comments not weren't necessarily done by mean kids or, or mean parents or bad parents, but they were things that were said and oftentimes without any conscious realization of what they meant to the receiver, you. Uh, and so, and it could have been a misinterpretation that you, you overheard something maybe, and then you made it mean something that it didn't mean. So there's all these reasons that these have become beliefs. Sometimes uh, we were compared to siblings. Uh, and so these limiting beliefs are a myriad of things that we need to get to the root of because they are limiting us. And so we want to be able to overcome these, understand them, and then rewire the beliefs. And it's really a simple process that I teach. But you have to turn these limiting beliefs, which are negative aspects of ourselves, negative critiques of ourselves, and you want to flip that into a positive. And even though you might not believe it on a conscious or unconscious level, because what we believe subconsciously, we're actually behaving according to that. A lot of times we're unaware. We're unaware. And until we start to get to the root of what are my thoughts? What am I thinking? Awareness of them. And then dig deep into what are the beliefs that are causing those thoughts to happen. And then and only then can you get to the work of rewiring. So that's what I do. So you'd think I'd be an expert, right? It's like uh, the animals that you, I, I think of these voles that we had in our yard and my husband gets rid of them and then more come back. So it's like limiting beliefs. You get rid of one, you find another one, you get rid of that. And then it, it, sometimes some of them are so deep inside of us and you have to keep doing the work. And that's one of the reasons that I continue to have a coach uh, and that I continue to work on personal development and, and just be the better version of myself. And it's a constant work in progress. And so I want you to know that it just takes a desire to get to the next level of the version you can be. But we continue to evolve. Uh, there is so much room for growth. There's so much potential for us. And we are operating at like a little tip of finger potential of what we have. And so the fact that I'm uncovering stuff and it's being revealed to me just means I'm getting just a quarter of an inch further down my pinky. 
Uh, and so there's lots of opportunity and that's the way I choose to look at it. And through my growth, if I share it, then it can be super powerful to you uh, to know that you are capable of doing the same because I am no special unicorn and whatever I do, you can do. And whatever I teach, you can learn. Uh, I learned it. I didn't know this stuff four years ago. So this is all very new happening. All these, these things that I've transformed into and learned and grown from a lot of it's just happened in the past four to five years of my life. I was almost through my fifties when I started learning this stuff. So that was just a intro into kind of setting up the the limiting belief and and it is an identity based belief so i wanted you to have that foundation to understand that uh these identity beliefs affect how we behave and so if we have a limiting belief that we're operating by that is identity based then the actions you're taking are not the actions of an unlimited belief, right? So that means that when you operate with an identity that's limited, you're not operating as your as a fuller potential person that you are. So the actions you're taking are in some cases non-actions or actions that are not taking you to the goals you want, not taking you in the direction of the path that is most important to you. You might be stopping on the path, pausing, sitting on a bench on the path, being fearful of continuing on the path. So that's the kind of behavior that happens when you're operating from a, an identity-based limiting belief. So I went to this workshop. My coach has in-person workshops a couple times a year. And since the pandemic is over, uh, for, it was virtual for a couple of years. But the in-person workshops are so valuable because being in person with other people who are on a personal development growth mission and an, I call it the expansion of our human experience, because that's what personal development is to me. So these people are very like-minded to me. Uh, they all have businesses that they're growing. Most of them have virtual businesses. And it is a sharing and a support system unlike any other. When you grow together, you have this bond that is really hard to explain. And so when we get together in person and we go through these uh, this experience with our coach guiding us through many exercises that are, a lot of them are really mindset type of exercises. And in some cases, some are meditation-based. And so we're really connecting to our higher self, for lack of a better way of explaining it. So we're there having a human experience, but being led through these exercises that allow us to connect to a higher self that provides messages that we get 
intuitive hits guidance uh, through this experience. And my coach is really great at what he does. I've learned a lot from him. Uh, I've been to this money mindset workshop. He's had it before. But what happens is that each time you go through a learning experience, even if it might be the same, it's going to be different because the material might have been tweaked a little bit and improved. But even if it's not, you, meaning me, if we're using me as an example in this particular experience, each time I come at it, I'm coming at it with a new version of myself, with it, with new ears, listening for things that I might not have heard before. Because when I did it the first time, I'm hearing things with these ears that have never heard this stuff before. And then the second time, it's like I'm, I'm picking up things that I might not have heard the first time because my ears weren't ready for it. So the more you expose yourself to repeated lessons, you're going to get more out of it. Oh, the other thing that I want to say too is not only are you listening with new new ears, you're you're with new people. So I mean there there's some of the people are the same that I've been on these workshops before with, but there's a new people, some new coaching students came in to his program in January. So there was quite a few new people that I hadn't met in person yet. And so when you are exposed to new people, those connections that you can make with those people and the stories that you'll hear that these people will share, the breakthroughs that they share, you, just like people came up to me afterwards and said, oh my gosh, that really resonated with me. I realized I have the same belief. So what you're doing is you're learning from their breakthroughs as well. And they're learning from yours. And so having this environment really accelerates the opportunity to get the breakthroughs that you need. So the way he sets it up is really fantastic. And so we had two days and one of the exercises was to write down money stories that you had that you could recall from childhood. And he sets it up so there's a way in which you probe your mind and he presents different statements that uh, tend to bring up uh, past experiences. And so you're walking through his prompts is what they are really, his prompts. And then you're writing down things that come up. And a lot of this, again, is you're connecting to this uh the part of your mind that oftentimes we ignore or we dismiss and we we just kind of leave that part of our brain dormant. But because we're in this probing kind of state, we're like, oh, oh. And uh, and so we're in this environment that contributes to these, what I call downloads. So you start to get these like, oh, I remember this. I remember this was my, my mom said this and my dad said this and, and oh, what was the situation happening there? And one of the things that I, I realized in this time of uh, this retreat is that all my money stories are around my mom, not my dad. My mom was the one who managed the money in the house. My dad was 
absent when it came to money. He was the spender. <laughs> and my mom always wanted to be happy. So she let him spend, but she was always the one that was managing it and worrying about it and fretting over it. And so I thought that was really interesting. So we, we go through this um, exercise of uncovering these past experiences. Like I said, I did it before. So some of the same things that I'd worked through before had come up. Uh, one of the things that my coach says, he says, when was the earliest memory you had of that? So you might share, oh, this happened to me. And he, he would say, like, how old were you? And you might respond, oh, I was seven. And then he'll say, well, is that the earliest memory? Or when was the earliest memory you had of that? Was that the earliest? And it's a very interesting question because he was able in, uh, gosh, it was, a, it was a, I think, a year ago where he was able to get from me this download of a memory I had from when I was in my mom's womb, which was like crazy. I probably did an episode on that way back when, but um, it, it was really crazy that I remembered that. And when he was prompting me, I remember thinking in my logic brain, my logic part of my brain, which is always shutting off that, that, that download activity. But my logic part of the brain was thinking, well, I, I, don't, I can't remember things. This is what was going on inside my head. I wasn't voicing it to him, but I was thinking it. And I was like, I, don't have, I can't have memories before like three years old. Well, you can. Your soul knows. Your soul has memories from before you were born. And I got a memory of my mom being anorexic when she was pregnant. And so... And, and literally me being starved in the womb and was born premature as a result. And so <clears throat> what's interesting is that in this workshop, while I was being prompted for these early stories, I got a download that was when I was in my mom's womb. And so the, the, the memory was a fight. And I will say, just so you don't, don't think I'm completely nutso, <laughs> but I believe in these downloads. I believe they lead us there for a reason. Uh, but because we are humans with logic that drives us, we're always talking ourselves out of, oh, that's that's crazy because somebody told you about that. So it couldn't have been a memory you had in utero. Well, I I tend to believe that it is something because that's what came to me. Not the memory from when I was 20 something and my, I heard about this story, but it was the memory of what was happening when my mom was actually pregnant with me and telling my father that she was pregnant with me. But I, the story was told to me when I was in my, in my twenties by my dad. Uh, and so, so I was, I was in my mom's womb and my parents, my mom told my father that she was pregnant with me. And my dad was so upset that she was pregnant that he screamed and ran out their small apartment door down the stairs. They lived in this, uh, it was a, a apartment building, but it was a house with four apartments. So they were in the, one of the apartments and he ran and they were upstairs and he ran outside and down the steps and down the street screaming because 
my mom was pregnant with me. And so my parents were very poor at the time. They had a six month old daughter, my sister. Uh, they were trying to prevent pregnancy. So I was the product of a broken rubber or condom uh, to, to have the, the right word, but we called them rubbers in my day. Um, but yeah, that was me. I wasn't supposed to be here. And when that story was told to me when I was in my 20s, I was actually trying to get my father to admit my sister was an accident because they got pregnant with her like on their honeymoon. And I thought that was that was not planned. Um, and so he said, no, she was planned. We wanted her. And, and I kept pushing and pushing and pushing and finally said, no, Lori, you were the accident. You were the broken rubber. And, you know, I was like, I had no idea how much that would rock my world. I was shook by the fact that I wasn't supposed to be here, that I was an accident. And so I relayed that story because I had this download that when my mom was pregnant with me, that I experienced this horrible event that I wasn't wanted. So it was, and this is in the workshop, we're writing these things down, right? We're not voicing them right away. We're just writing them down. And so when it came time to share and I raised my hand, I shared the story. And what's interesting is that my coach told me that it was an identity that I was carrying with me to this day. And if I heard it in utero, that's 64 friggin' years. I've had this limiting belief that I am an accident. And I had no idea that it was an identity because I don't think I now feel that I wasn't an accident. I feel like I'm here for a reason that I have a purpose and that all human beings, no matter what, who are conceived and born are here for a reason, are on purpose, for a purpose. <clears throat> but in conveying the story, I apparently said two or three times, I am an accident. And when he told me that, I said, well, no, no, I know I'm, I'm not an accident. Consciously, I know I'm not an accident. He goes, no, Lori, you said two or three times, I am an accident. You said it. And here, I didn't even hear it. So he said, it is conscious because I said it, but yet I wasn't even aware I was saying it. So that's how subconscious it is, that it's subconscious, but yet it's coming through in my voice, in my actions. Can you imagine what a, the behavior of a person who thinks they're an accident is? If you were to guess, what would you think somebody who thought there was an accident, how, how would they show up in the world? Probably somebody who's holding back in many ways. And I was like, wow, holy crap. Like that is inside of me. 
I must be unwittingly and unaware of ways in which I'm holding myself back. So that was a huge aha and breakthrough. You know, and I think about like how I might have not gone on this trip. And if I hadn't have gone on this trip and hadn't uh, done the exercise and hadn't voiced my experience, because contributing what you're uncovering in a coaching session is so critical. That's like so much of the breakthrough. That's why coaches are so important. <laughs> They're so important to, to have a coach who really can ask you the right questions and guide you in a way that you can uncover these stories and these beliefs that are limiting you because you won't break through to that next level that you're capable of without that. You won't find your blind spots on your own. But yeah, this was a limiting, I say was, but you know, it's still there. You got to work on these things and you have to rewire them. And so this, what you need to do, and this is what I'm going through now um, as part of the follow-up process is that, you know, that what that thought is, the thought that came up that, oh my gosh, I was a rubber broke and I came here and I saw I was an accident. And so the belief is I am an accident, right? That's the underlying belief of those thoughts that came up as I was documenting that money story. And so what I have to do now is rewire that belief and reframe it into what I call positive empowering thought is what you create from your automated negative thoughts. And so I created one, which I'll share with you because I think it's important to know how these things uh, get written. And so the, the, just so you know, is they have to be written so that they are present tense, totally positive, no negative words, as if they are true, like as if it's a belief that you carry now. So the opposite of, of I am an accident and you can put whatever like, uh, what did I say, flair on it that you want, as long as it's positive. Uh, and, and it's really kind of, it, when you think about it, it's, yes, this is how I want to be in the world. And this is the belief I want to carry. And if it's an identity-based belief, then the behaviors associated with that, that identity that you want to rewire into, um, when you read the positive, empowering uh, thought, that's the statement that you create. You want to feel when you say it that like, you know, the behaviors and you can, you can actually affirm and this, this is just basically an affirmation. And you also want to affirm the behaviors if you want to write those out as well that you want to be, you know, I am confident. I am powerful in my voice. I speak freely about what I believe in. You can say what you want, but whatever you feel is the behaviors you are lacking in that identity. Because once you realize I'm carrying this identity, I have this limiting belief, you really want to start to look at, okay, what are some of the behaviors that I've been doing or not doing that are not getting me to my goals? Uh, and so that's really kind of the bottom line. And so what I came up with is I am here 
on purpose, brought here for a purpose, and I operate every day with gratitude and love in pursuit of that purpose. So that is the affirmation that I am speaking every day that will rewire the automated negative thought of I am an accident that is clearly going on inside of me without any awareness. And so I'm aware of it now, working on it. So know that these things are in you and you can find out what they are and and change. And when you change your thoughts, you change your world. And so it is going to really shift things for me. Uh, And I hope in listening to this example that you know that you can shift things for you too by shifting your thoughts. So I hope you've enjoyed this time of my recent breakthrough. Have a good weekend and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning into the Living Your Spark second half podcast. If you'd like to watch my guest interviews, you can find the video version of this podcast on my Not Your Average Grandma YouTube channel. Also, you can check out what I have going on at the moment by going to my website at notyouraveragegrandma.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Not Your Average Grandma. If you like this episode, please mention it to a friend and don't forget to leave a review so I know the topics you like best and can bring you more of that content in upcoming episodes. Last but not least, remember to always listen to that inner voice that will never steer you wrong and make living from the most sparked place possible your biggest priority. When we do that, we make the world a better place.